I said, what you know about it? Hello, hello. You're listening to The Stew. <laughs> my days. name is Jason Stewart. This is my food podcast. Chris Stewart, Andre Carnaparo, say hello. Hello. Hi. Pocky. Back R- in time. Wait. I was doing some spring cleaning in my kitchen. The Japanese art of tidying, throwing away mad, half-opened, dry pastas. Mm-hmm. Mm, like, that seems like the <laughs> Trader Joe's tepanades from 2009. That seems like that's a step they don't even describe in the book. It's yeah. just kind of assumed that if you're reading this, you don't have half open boxes of pasta <laughs> sitting. <laughs> like you've got, if you've gotten far enough to read in the book, maybe you've gotten. I don't know. Mm, could be this, wrong. This sounds not like a diss, more of a joke. This sounds like the kind of chatter from somebody who's never read the uh, Japanese art of tidying up. No, no, but I want to borrow it from you, and I'm pre gaming my house right now. Just doing a once-over mm-hmm. before I really get into the nitty-gritty. Well, I ha- uh, a, f- a friend of mine went to Japan, brought back some, some Japanese Pockies. Mm. Oh, they're they were so sitting good. in my cupboard. I never really ate them. I, I'm not really like a real big candy head. Yeah, me neither. So then I put the Pockies in the freezer. Now the, Pockies, now the Pockies come to life. They're yeah. super, yeah. super good. We just, we're munching on the cookies and cream flavor. Which is really good. Like when you put the Girl Scout cookie Thin Mints oh, in the freezer. It's Bob's Exponentially Mo- better. Bob's well, Moodyo Classic right the there. The Pocky's label, the branding is it's just fantastic. Bob's Moodyo loves Girl Scout cookies so much that he, he does like the mail order when it's like the cookie season. And then still buys like eight or ten boxes at the supermarket live. Weird, live dude. IRL? In yeah, person? for IRL. No. For straight munchins? For munchins. He's just a cookie daddy. Samoas, Thin Mints. Cookies and cream pocky really pairs well with uh, this rum that I'm drinking. I'm the only (laughs) one drinking in the pod. Sorry. I want to be drinking it. I just can't yet. Shout out to our mom. Uh, Your son is doing a 5.30 Thursday day (laughs) drink. Solo rum drink. 5.30 is not a day drink. 5.30 is an after work drink, baby. 5.30 is okay. I'm wearing a tank top and it's my day off. I got a haircut. It looks good. I got a haircut. Thanks, guys. But yeah, this okay. Uh, All right, they tans, but the, I keep them clean. For the value, this is a twenty dollars bottle. It's uh, dip, it's like a, a medal winning, double gold medal winning. It's Onyeho. delicious. It's called Diplomatico. I highly, highly recommend it. It's a good it won two gold deal. medals. Two double gold medal. I mean, this is coming off of our Rio Olympics. Oh God, the Olympics are so boring. Oh yeah, I got Jesus. you the the the, the bougie of the version of this. This yes. is the baseline. I got yeah, you this, yeah. this viscous syrup and candy one. It's killed it. Really good. So delicious. Boop. Did you guys? Okay, we're not talking about sports. Never mind. Or the Olympics. You guys watch the real sports of Brian Gumble? Just about the Olympics and how horrible the Olympics are. And no, they devastate every country they go to. No, mm. I just knew that. This yeah. is your food I, podcast. I sort of just knew that. Yeah. Yeah, it's really really bad. Olympics they go in the nitty gritty, and you're just like they like bulldozed 120,000 people in Rio out of the favelas to make to build like the village the mm-hmm. Olympic village I'm pretty sure the Olympics are just run by the contractors that build the Olympics for sure yeah and the contractors you mean the Illuminati the Illuminati what kind of food do you think those contractors eat 
<sighs> a Would lot, it bring it back? Mostly uh, expensive Just steaks steaks and Bordeaux, yeah. And Japanese whiskeys mm-hmm. and Bordeaux. They weren't having platanos? Mm-hmm. Platanos? No. They weren't having empanadas? No. <laughs> I had a real nice empanada yesterday filled with butternut squash from Is Proof. That... Oh, from Proof? Of course. I was like, what place is it doing something that cool? Oh, yeah. Ugh, you, I can't meal. get away from the salami and chive butter sammies. And you shouldn't. The sandos I'm are I'm going to edit this podcast so it's just you saying I can't get away from that salami. <laughs> <laughs> Have it end right there. That's uh, all right. Both are true stories. Ooh, I think I, speaking of sandwich chat, I'm going to go towards Santa Monica this time tomorrow. Ooh. And preemptively going to go a little early because I just got to go to, you know, going base, base cities. I, I, it's, it's weird. Like, I still have a very near and dear place in my heart for the for the godmother, but like, I've I've branched out. Oh, I'm listening. Caprese upgrade to burrata add prosciutto. Badman. It's like the, it's better. I mean, I would definitely like it's to try that. It's actually better. Yeah, I don't even like the godmother to be honest. It's at this it's, point. it's 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 so good. It's I would have to be hungover or live adjacent to it to order it. But now if I'm gonna go across down bread's that too, way, bread goes to ham. Bread's too beast mode on that on that godmother. <laughs> so, it's a gnarly bread. It's Bread's just, the only good part about it. The, the bread is amazing. It's just the the, the godmother. It's Come just on. like a, I don't know. And now all, can, it's all it's very muddy. It's a muddy muddled sandwich. They nothing really. They also makes sense. yeah. They also lost the shine ever since you can get it like three days a week on Uber Eats. I'm sure. Sorry to everybody who doesn't not live in LA or know what we're talking about because it kind of does. It doesn't. It doesn't travel that poorly. I mean, it, it's a little mush when it gets to you, but it's still basically. Oh. It's a little mush. I think I could li- I'd give you a, a pro tip. Anybody who goes to Bay Cities, which you should do if you're in Santa Monica, at least call one ahead. Time. A call ahead, but B ask them what kind of uh, merch they have because their hats. They got. I have a sick long sleeve. That's not advertised. <laughs> it's really tight. You love a restaurant merch. I, got a, I have. I got a hockey the, jersey that says Stewie on the back. I wish. No, well, that wouldn't make sense. That's not a f- restaurant shirt. I have a lot of restaurant shirts, some that I've worked at and some that I've just frequented. You collect those. I like them. They're always cheap. It's like, a, where are you going to get a $15 shirt anymore that's good? Mm, this is a fair point. How much are the shirts at Burger Lords? Like, actually, they're so cheap, like 15 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Our newest shirt is kind of has a puffy paint graphic. It's 20 You know, like, that's us. Right. Like, ooh, that's a puffy nice paint. shirt. Yeah, kind of. It's got uh, like a texture. It's like a texture. nicer embossed print. Yeah, in a sense. I don't know. Is it it's got cute. the burger flag on it? No, it's uh, a homage to a pho restaurant on the other side of Broadway from us. We're on Broadway, uh, 943 North Broadway in Chinatown, 9012. Make, <coughs> make sure you come and ask Stewie for a bacon western cheeseburger any day of the week. Yeah, yeah any day. Please stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when we're going to do it again. Actually, I do know when we're going to do it again. We're going to do it again at the Vegan Fat Kids Food Fest on September 2nd and September 3rd. Chain in the parking lot where Staccato <laughs> is at Chain. I, just, I would definitely be wearing this jersey again. Um, it's in the parking lot of The Federal in North Hollywood. A great bar in uh, the Valley. You can't really use the word great and valley yeah, okay. in the same a, sentence. Well, I mean, for, for the Valley Heads... <laughs> Uh, when in Rome, it, yeah, it, it's going to be your best bet over there. They make if you're good, listening they have good to this podcast or any of my podcasts, and you live in the valley, click the unsubscribe button. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, come on, valley head. Hey, hey, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hey, hey, hey. We're from Huntington Beach. We Everybody knows that place it. sucks, but you don't have to be mean about it. We're from Orange County, which is the exact opposite of the valley, dog. What? But also, I live very close to the valley. Yeah. 
Shout outs to my neighborhood, very close <laughs> to the valley. Also very close to lots of great LA landmarks. Just a perfect location. I'm glad I got in here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> podcast.com is where you can find us. Yeah. Uh, another speaking of sandwich, in uh, my wonderful neighborhood of Atwater Village that I live in, it's great, really close to the valley. <laughs> There's a restaurant called Dune that we've talked about, but they have a new sandwich game going on that's called the Community Sandwich, where it's really smart. They take all of their day-old bread... All of their extra, like little veggies and feta cheeses and spreads and herbs and lettuces and pickled onions, or whatever and they all, have, bulk all the of. stuff that's laying around for that day when when they're closing up, and they will make little sandwiches, just like uh, Bub and Grandma's ciabatta bread, some like beet slices, some greens, some feta, like all all the stuff that I just said. Whatever they have, like it changes all the time. Uh, wrap it up in plastic wrap, and then you pay whatever you feel is. That's so cool. You pay like a suggested donation for somebody who just wants like a quick little thing. Yeah. If they couldn't maybe not be able to afford Zeke. a full plate. And uh, I went in, I've, I've had it a few times now just for like a chill little meal in the zone. And he said the suggested donation is $3. Dang. No shit. That's awesome. Three bones, and it's already made. Just sitting in the yeah, and sitting in the fridge wrapped in plastic. You just give them. I paid five bucks just, five, just yeah. to be like a cool guy. Yeah, they think you're the coolest for sure with those five dollars. Give him a five early guy. He was not impressed by the, when I dropped five instead of three. He's like, yeah, whatever, fucking. Okay, here you go. Um, that's awesome. Go. I really well, like that idea for a million different reasons. Well, you could stumble on a uh, on a sando that could live on the menu. Por vida. It's a fun way to, to, to sure. try things out. That's a good. I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. Seems but like also, it really kind of you know people say things about doing community based ideas for restaurants and shops, but that truly is one. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, the rub is like somebody who's not going to normally eat that sandwich isn't going to eat it because it's cheaper. They're not going to eat it because they doesn't know it exists or have never been in that store and probably won't mm. ever. But if they did and stumble upon it, it really, you know, it's a really easy way for somebody to kind of experience something new and hopefully turn them on to And from the restaurant healthier. point of view, a great way to take care of some of your spoilage and wasted product at the end of the day. Shrinkage. Oh, it's, some people call it shrink. shrinkage in the industry. It's, um, it's just fun to say shrinkage. Uh, Maybe you guys could start doing some shrinkage burgers, Stewie. We don't think about. We don't. We sell out of stuff more than have excess. Oh, humble brag. We sold out of buns last night, or I'm bad at ordering. Oh, give me three, Kobe. Ew, ew, ew! I don't like Kobe Bryant. What's the last thing I'm gonna say? Did you did you sell four hamburgers in the run out buns? Because then that would have probably been on you. What happens when you sell out of buns? Did you just forget to order them? Is that why you sold out? Is no. Is, is the joke he was making? I, 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 uh, do, you, do you just close up or do you say like... the we- last half an hour, so we just did straight lettuce wraps and everyone bid on it. If, if we were doing lettuce wraps, it's a play-by-ear thing. Offer lettuce wraps to everybody. If they were like huffing and puffing, we would have like, oh, this isn't worth our time. So mm-hmm. we would have closed up. But every single... We didn't... like No one... like They're just like... No one's pissed. They just... Shrugged and said, "Cool, I'll take one." So, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. It never really happens. I mean, I could tell you why it happened. Really, we gave two bags of buns to Otium for them to recipe test Mm. our veggie burgers and our beef burgers for a future collaboration. 
Damn. You heard it here first. Yeah, so that's kind of the reason why. If I hadn't given those... Is that the spot next to the Broad? What's Odium? That is the spot next to the Broad. Yeah, ever heard of it? No, I've never been. No, no. What a dick. (laughs) I haven't eaten there. Yeah, it must be nice, Stewie. What's it like being able to go to these nice restaurants? Let us know about how I make the least money at anyone at this table. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you have the most beautiful Lakers jersey out of anybody at this table. It was really cheap. You got the juice. I stole this off somebody at the bus stop. Jacked a kid for it. You have what money can't buy is the juice. Yeah. Okay, sure. Although I did buy a juice today from the juice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, Village. it's a great neighborhood. From Oren Paul James. I had a I had a wintergreens yet two days ago from Punch Bowl. No big deal. Damn, Delicious. Bougie juice. Wintergreens from mm-hmm. the Punch Bowl. Yeah, you, that's that that's some Erewhon shit. Can you tell us? Can you tell us? I like that place. How much was that juice? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so How much was the juice? I, f- I mean, like, there's tell the, me it was nine dollars. Shame inducing. You buy the ticket, you take the ride. It was over. Dude, twelve ounces. Eleven. Ounces. How many ounces? Eleven dollars. It's solid. It's probably how big? Sixteen. Oh, that's somewhere not, between that's, twelve and sixteen. Okay. It ain't sixteen. It's not sixteen. You don't think? No way. That's a. It comes in a big jar. Like oh. it comes in. You get it in like, uh, like almost a bell jar. Is it like a mason jar? No. It looks like. It's it look different. Like a, a, Is it glass? A, mm-hmm. a, like a little growler kind of. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks like a little yeah. growler. Well, you're paying for the bottle, too. That's I why. Know. Li- yeah, that's I, I, expensive, I can't too. remember if they have a recycling thing. No, you could probably bring it back. Yeah, I'll give you a credit. Buck, you bring give you like a buck or two bucks back. give you a buck. Whenever... It's like regular, then. I've only been there a couple of times, and I'll just go there. I order a juice. I chug it while staring at them, and then I drop the glass in the middle of the middle of the restaurant and just walk out. You throw it through the front window. Say, thanks for the juice, suckers. That'll teach them. I will say the juice there, like... Since I've been drinking those juices from the Punch Bowl because it's close to my house and I do it once in a while because it's ridiculously expensive. Yeah. But it is by far the best cold-pressed juice I've ever had and it has made other juices not as tight. Yeah. Like going to Lassen's, which is not cold-pressed. Like going to Lassen's or going to Nature Well, you're just kind of like... Like, well, Lassen's is cheap. You mean like poor people's juice? Is che- oh, no, That's I do Lassen's a bad. lot. Yeah. I do Lassen's a lot because Lassen's it is cheap and, it, and it's a really good deal. You can get a nice 16-ounce juice for, like, $6 there. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it is really cheap. And everything's gone up. Mother's has gone up dr- drastically. I've been to Mother's in so long. Well, it ain't cheap. Want that green pasole. It's very good. Mm, all right, let's talk about... We had we a lot of people who are jazzed about us talking about sous vide brisket. Oh, yeah. Mm. Shout-outs to Tarl. When, well, it was, it was funny because... Tarl. I was saying, like, the last what time... The last time I had a sous vide brisket, it was it was gross. Yeah, and he texted me. He was like, "I'm pretty sure when you were talking about the last time you had a sous vide brisket, brisket, and it was gross, so you were talking about the one that I made." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you are correct, sir. <laughs> I, I felt bad. I didn't. I didn't. Rep- oh, no. I didn't reply to the text. That's. Also, a reason to feel bad, but yeah, that's also, that's <laughs> I didn't know doubling, to, that's doubling down, baby. I didn't yeah. know what to say. Doubling down on yeah. mean, but I just remember that I forgot to text him back. But can't you do like a like? I don't know. You but guys it, got a stronger emoji game. Can't you just do like a funny emoji yeah, back? Be like, hey, like, here's a dancing girl and a gun and like a TV from the '60s. Yeah, paperclip. Yeah. Andre is just learning about emojis. <laughs> right I read an article about it this weekend. I'm pretty pumped. The New Yorker. Yeah, yeah. Like a, last week when I was at the gym on the elliptical. He, oh, really? He came over. To, <laughs> he came over to me, 
you know, did a little motion like, hey, t- take those earbuds off. <laughs> take those earbuds off real quick, Jason. I got a quick, uh, I got to run something by you real quick. Oh, no. I'm like, so bummed right now. What like, do you got for me? Are you gonna, you're about to drop some heat on me. Some new shit is coming out. Like, oh, we got some big news. And then Andre asked me, are the emojis that come with the phone, <laughs> is that all you need? Or are there some other emojis <laughs> that I don't have I that, I about need, the Y2K emojis. That, I need, that I need to know about? I wanted to make sure there wasn't some hot shit on the streets I didn't yeah. hear. I know. I don't mean to put you on blast. It was just a you funny story. You put me story. on blast every fucking podcast we're on about something. We all, we all blast each other. Yeah, yeah but my blasting is always like makes me feel like the oldest at this table. Well, I get old blasted a lot, like a t-shirt gun to the dome. But it's not a, it's not an age thing that you are not hip to the emojis. Like our mom, our mom emojis, shreds she's emojis, older dude. than she's my mom. My than, mom emoji shreds. Too. Yeah, your mom shreds yeah. emoji. Too. <laughs> yeah. You're just uh, what's the word for you then? You're you're uh, you're just not you're you're very tech savvy, but you're just you not are social. Very tech savvy. That's you're not irony. social media. He just, savvy. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah. And that's pretty much the only you, you. the only time me, me. people use emojis are on social media or <laughs> in a text. I know. I really I... like while you were telling that story. It made, I just got so sad that the laptop runs on battery power, so I couldn't just like pull the plug out of the wall and be like, "Ha!" <laughs> and then I'd do that, and the, you'd just still be recording it. I'd be holding the end of the plug, just like, "Ha!" <laughs> like this is the last episode of the stew because yep. Andre is pouring his Fiji water all over my laptop <laughs> when I'm about to <laughs> make fun of him for not knowing about emojis. And we're trying to get all the sponsorships: Fiji water, mm. and then mm-hmm. yeah, we just gave up on Yeti, didn't we? Shout no, out we didn't. Shout out Yeti coolers. <laughs> no, we didn't. Um, I'll hey, take that's a, a great Tarl anecdote. We all love Tarl. Hey, I mean, but also, so, I, it wasn't my it wasn't my opinion solely that the right. brisket didn't turn out. I've I've sous vide stuff before. Where Did he sous vide it, it and then try and out. sear it? I don't remember, remember what grill, happened. I think. I think so, but I don't remember. But he, I mean, even he was saying like it ain't turning out how I was hoping it was going to turn out. For sure. And, and I've had I've had multiple God. sous vide situations where you're like, hmm, this is not. What I was hoping it was going to happen after I invested an afternoon's worth of work into this. That's cooking. Operation that is cooking. You live and you learn, yeah, brother. Stuff. It's, not all the, it's not all top chef. It's not all Padma Lakshmi hugs in this food game, oh, guys. Oh, I just take a, I take, a, I take a fist bump from Padma. Stewie, I don't even have to make a joke. You already... <laughs> I'd take a fist bump from Padma Lakshmi. Would you blow it up? Yes, I would yeah. explode that right, and then bring it right enough. back in. There you go. It explode, then it implode. I go on. I I saw Padma Lakshmi walking around New York like mm. last summer, and I didn't have uh, I didn't have the the the, the cojones to uh, spark up a convo with her. She was a little intimidating in person. She's very tall. Good. I picture you opening her mouth to say something. Her being like. Not your day, buddy. And it's like ghosting you. Yeah. Just, mm, shit, no. No. I'm verified on Twitter, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. And, I, and I got that from doing emojis. There you go. Yes, Check it out at emojis.com. Okay. <laughs> it's a good like, uh, resource. Can we just say goodbye to some place that I really uh, near, was near and dear to, to my heart? Oh, yeah. Pouring it out park, right park. now. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Don't say. Why? Let's, let's guess. No, you I, I know to, what it you is. You were about to say Fat Sal's? Fat Sal's. Rest yeah. in peace. <laughs> the okay. There's a fat in there, but it ain't Sal. Fat Sal's the best right. 
Which strip club closed down, Stewie? Yeah, what happened? <laughs> Dude, the showcase has been closed for a really long time, Stewie. That's... Did you just hear about it? Golly gee, Willikers. You, you can't make jokes that are that obscure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the heads know. It has to, if sure. it's going to be obscure, it has to be food related. All right. Fair enough. You guys are, okay. You guys Go are, for it. Go for it. Pock Pock Fat Tide, the noodle spot Dang. in uh, Far East Plaza, which was right next to Hallen Ray's. Mm-hmm. Which is why I would go all the time because I go to Helen Race and would uh, realize that that ain't happening in, in anytime soon. So I go next door and every single time it's like, God damn, this is so good for eight bucks, nine bucks. I know. It's the best pad tie I ever had in my life. It really is. Simplest. Tofu was always perfect. Like the that. shrimp was perfect. Mm-hmm. The noodles were perfect. So balanced. Always hot, made just right to order. You could hear him doing it in the pot, like like just. Uh, Andre and I had the pleasure of going back in that kitchen, and I got to fire up that wok and and cook up some, some noodles with uh, with, with Andy Rick. Ricker in there. That was tight. He's that such was a nice fun. guy, man. He was. I like that we're talking about him like it's his funeral. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. I, oh, he's gonna be fun. Well, with that yeah, said, the other pock pocks are doing well. I don't think it's closing as like he's uh, giving up ownership. I think he's gonna use it for something else. Who knows? But. uh Right. Yeah, it ain't gonna be fat tie anymore. Hopefully, I, I, he closes down, and then on April Fool's Day, he opens up a fried chicken place. <laughs> <laughs> so sick. And it's really actually, I had his fried chicken on the. It was on the bar menu not that long ago, and it was fantastic. It was just like a a, a, a leg and a thigh and all, like some like pickles and Is it like tossing fish like sauce a, like a, a cabbage. It was fish saucy, yeah. but it was like the skin was so it wasn't battered. It was just fried crispy skin. It was just it was fantastic. So it was just golden and fresh as all can be. I'm pretty sure. I'm probably Mary's. They probably use Mary's there. You think? Yeah, yeah I think it'd so. probably be cheap enough that they could get that. That's very, very and good. Still be was organic and free range. It was golden. It was gilded. <laughs> well, uh, back to the sous vide. Andre made some sous vide oh, yeah. Cuban sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Shout out Chef Steps. That looked wild. That looked way better than anything that John Favreau would make. They came out really good. <laughs> They came out really, really good. Um, it was an eight-hour sous vide pork shoulder. Keep hey. talking. I'm about to eat some chips. Um, All right. Eight-hour yeah. sous vide pork shoulder. Yeah. How big was this pork shoulder? I was like... It wasn't a whole shoulder. It was you like... You sous vide in a garbage bag? <laughs> no, no. You'd be surprised. I'm like, that kidding. brisket that I did was six pounds, and I could have fit more of it in there. Um, I think it was like... It wasn't a whole shoulder, so it was like seven pounds or eight pounds. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. I mean, it was a lot of food, Hot but it tea, wasn't that tea. big. Um, and you use the same sous vide bag where you don't even have to zip up the top. You don't need to seal it. Nope. So cool. Just clipped it to the side. Mm-hmm. That's physics, baby. Um, and when, you, when, you're, yeah, yeah. when you're sous vide the pork shoulder, what'd you do to it before in the bag with it? Yeah, well, that's where the recipe comes in. Um, it was... I'm trying to remember... And I'll look it up because we we forget things on the show too much. But yeah, it's I'll, it's I'll pineapple it juice, jalapeno rings, ginger rings, crushed garlic, toasted cumin seeds that are then ground, mm. and I think that's about it. Salt or no? And you put all that stuff. A little bit salt. Yep. And you just put it all in there. Yep. Sous vide in you don't it. No need to rub. Just toss it in. Yep, just goes Sick. in. Well, That's... you can let you can. They say you can. I didn't. I went it, let it go straight in. But you can let it sit in that and marinate overnight. But I mean, a lot of the a lot of the conversation about sous vide is if you're going to do a long cook, what does the marinade actually do yeah. when you are going to be 
cooking it at a low temperature for eight hours I in that. Wonder, actually. Um, I, I don't know. I haven't tested it. I mean, maybe at some point we should do two side by side and see if there's a, you can tell the, the difference between I the two. I but, so. but who knows? I mean, granted, the meat is going to be toughening and being less permeable as it starts to cook as opposed to... That's what I was thinking. I mean, the, the, the muscle fibers are going to tighten and it's not going to, you know, it's not going to be accept, accepting any moisture mm-hmm. or any, any liquid at a certain point, but... Um, I have a question, a follow-up question. Yeah, follow-up question from the audience in the back. This is your show, so you can do that. But sometimes I wonder when you when you have like all these marinating ingredients, where you like you get a bag, you put your meat in there, and then pineapple juice, jalapeno slices, ginger slices, garlic slices, all the stuff you named. Is it? Does it make? it, It always seems like it makes sense to me in my brain to put all of those things in a food processor or a blender and just like whip it up into a, a slurry yeah. marinade and well, then put it in there. The difference with this recipe, um, oh, and I forgot oregano, Mexican oregano, like very the, important, the huge. Dried or yeah, fresh? Yeah, dried. Mm-hmm. Dried Mexican oregano, which mm-hmm. is a hu- was a huge part of the flavor. Sure. But everything else. Um, well, this one, I strained the, the sous vide liquid. Um, so the, you were able to pull out the jalapeno rings, able mm. to pull out the ginger. So it, at, at least at that level, it would have affected the reduced sauce, the reduced au jus, basically, that I tried to make for mm-hmm. dipping the cubanos in, which was, it came out very good. It needed a little sugar. Mm. It hit it with a little sugar, but otherwise it just reduced and was great. Mm. Well, pineapple is, you know, pineapple is such an amazing braising liquid and an amazing marinating liquid because of the enzyme in pineapple that is a natural meat tenderizer. Yeah, That's, pineapple juice is a uh, overlooked juice. For sure. For it does cooking, all, it, it breaks down and marinates. It's got a really nice sugar. It's not too much sugar. And also, when paired with the tequila. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it completely extinguishes any burn of alcohol, of any alcohol. That pineapple just whatever whatever it does, it's like hitting it with the fire extinguisher. Yeah. Shoutouts for your next jungle juice party. Make sure not to sleep <laughs> on the pineapple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you uh, want to start drinking but so, don't like the taste of alcohol, pineapple no. is your friend. Like this añejo tequila would be great with some pineapple on it and a zombie. If, if you like forgetting previous bad decisions, yeah. but don't like the taste of alcohol, <laughs> pineapple. Where the other juice? <laughs> and it's chicken because you buy the juice and it's going to be processed and it's the, and it's the pineapple at a certain state because you know how it is when you get a pineapple and it's underripe or overripe. Yes. Like the, the flavor is drastically different. It's like a banana, you know? It's just like, whoa, or like any really fruit, really. Mm-hmm. But uh, so they must, I wonder how they do it. Do what? If it's a blend of overripe, underripe, Oh, how they do the juice? Yeah, I wonder how, like, when you buy... That's a great question. I don't know. I I wonder, like, where their threshold is, if they just, like, are constantly tweaking it and, like, taste testing it. Oh, it needs a little bit more of overripe juice to balance it out, to make it taste just so. Come on, Hawaii Kanapara. You don't know how the dull people (laughs) make pineapple juice? We can bring my dad on. He grows pineapples. Yeah, man. At the house. He and he... Boy, can he pick a pineapple, boy. (laughs) Woo! Yeah, I feel like when they're making pineapple juice, they know exactly the perfect time to... Because it's so good. Well, what's cool about pineapples is that they kind of like grow on top like a fruit, right? So it's yeah. like you don't kill the plant when you pick the pineapple. Mm-hmm. You just put it right back. And is it is it trip juicing it much like uh, juicing a tomato? It's so frothy. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It gives you totally. such good... It has uh, a good head on it. has a great head on it. Uh, like a pineapple stout. I think because it's just a lot of... It's fibrous. The apple's mm. like that, too. But also... 
we can put it into the list of fruits that you could kill somebody with. You you fruits that you can <laughs> use as a weapon. I mean, pineapple might be number one. Does slipping on a banana peel count? No, no, no. no. I'm talking using a fruit to bl- like bludgeon somebody to death. Like Grievous a- bodily harm. GBH. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, pineapple it, might be number one because like you can hit somebody over the head with a watermelon, which is a bigger, heavier fruit, but it's just going to break. You could hit it with a, I mean, like certain it's melon. Nice and like dense. you could probably- an underripe pineapple, yes, because it's so hard. Mm-hmm. But then like an apple would wreck some shop too. I don't know if you could kill somebody with an apple. No, Ryan a could. A few, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you had a good arm on you and you is hit it, him right between the eyes. Is it jackfruit? I mean, it's a fruit. Yuckfruit? Jackfruit. Those things are humongous. Oh, like a durian you could durian. kill somebody good with. Good God, that's a Yeah, boulder, durian will man. cut skin. Ooh, mama mia. Another shout out to my dad who is a major durian head. He's getting very excited for durian season coming up upon us. When is durian season? I have no idea because I hate that stuff. <laughs> Moms won't let him bring in the house. It's a whole thing. Sits out there by himself, looking at the ocean, eating durian. I oh, worry what about a him life. sometimes. I worry about him sometimes. Yeah? Why just, just eating hit. fruit and sitting and relaxing? <laughs> okay, fair oh, enough. Oh, God, that I'm just like a grown adult man with like, you know, a 30-pound fruit on his lap like a, like a fat baby and a and spoon. A spoon. Yeah. And a big I think spoon. we've talked about it. He's got the hookup. Because the woman who has the best durian on the island, who sells them at the farmer's market, saves a couple for him. Saves the choices. She's the, the and also, also, he's got the home number. He's got the pager number. So if it's in between farmer's markets and he just really needs that D, he can oh, pager. <laughs> She'll let him know if he's got any. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do a Real head, my old man. <laughs> Real durian head. Mm. So, uh, Cuban sandwich. Cuban, oh, yeah, back to the Cuban sandwich. I wanted to make a point of also saying that, in my experience, the first things I started sous vide were steaks, and I've found them, and I've tried them in a lot of ways, in a lot of different ways, and they're not bad, but none of them have come as close to a really good grilled or pan, like cast iron pan fried steak. That seems like the no-brainer, yeah. You know, and it, it seemed like when, without having done it myself, it's always like, oh, sous vide steak, well, you get a perfect 131. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, there you go. I was like, not impressed. And that kind of turned me off to sous vide a little bit. I kind of like took a break from it. It's really like what I found is the longer cook times and certain cuts of meat, you know, um, the ones with a lot of connective tissue and cartilage yeah. and collagen. Um, and especially mm-hmm. like I've found pork to be a lot more enjoyable sous vide than I have beef with the brisket yeah, aside. for sure. Yeah. Like the shoulder, I've been doing some pork loins that have really probably been the best pork loins I've ever made sous vide. So it's interesting. I, I find like... It it really is a specific application. I think next up is going to be the the forty eight hour oxtail that yeah. you and I were talking about. I want to try that. I think that would be a f- amazing sous vide. Like I think that's a great cut of meat for that. But I'm wondering if it's just going to turn into like a ragu mm. by the time it comes out of the bag. I'm curious about the texture. I'm, the yeah, flavor, I'm sure, will be great. Yeah, ragu is good. Yeah. So uh, I would. Yeah, but I, I think the rice, thing that, you, that people because everyone gets a sous vide machine, and the first thing they do is like we want to get the sous vide steak, and that's like that's what you do with it, but. You really have to do, I think the rule of thumb is like if the steak is not two inches thick, you know, if, right. it, if it's, no if point. it's, if it's less than two inches thick, there's, it's, there's no point. Yeah, um, just, I, I also, next time we do a fry, I want to definitely sous vide some chicken and some different cuts of meat mm. and throw that in, in the fryer. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's really, Ooh, it's a really soup, a beast. And then a deep fried steak. Oh, yeah. It's just a really a beast. Oh, baby. 
to set that fryer up and just have your house smell like fry oil forever. The thing, yeah. the thing that I do like, if if you are able to get a thick steak, like go to go to a market and have them cut it for you, mm-hmm. which is the good move. But mm-hmm. the, the cool part about doing that is like McCall's will do it. You um, once you have it sous vide, and then when you sear it off, you have to make sure that it is super hot, like yeah, the yeah. hot, like beyond yes, the hottest. Super smoking, yeah. Just like your yeah, your cast iron has to be a crime scene. Has to call nine one one. You gotta you have to open all the doors and windows in your house. Level of heat, but then once as soon as you sear it, it's ready to go. You don't have to let it rest. That part's cool. Very because when you get a two inch steak that you just spent like forty dollars on, and you really <laughs> don't want to. I mean, yes, you really don't want to mess it up. Like it it behooves you to let it rest for like a half an hour. Yes, like a half an hour. That's a long time. That's a long time. Well, that's, you know. I usually don't do more than 10, but yeah. I you mean, can do your entrees, your, your apps there, your starters. I know, but it's once you, once you cook that steak and it's looking all good, you just want to eat it so bad, and then you got to let it sit forever. Huh. So, um, real quick recap. So, jalapeno rings, ginger rings, crushed garlic, pineapple, olive oil, toasted cumin, and oregano, and salt. So that's sous vide for eight hours um, at 177. Um, and then they also had you do a Kewpie pie, or a Kewpie pie, Kewpie mayo with cilantro and raw garlic, crushed raw garlic. Oh. And then yellow mustard. Mm-hmm. Um, dill pickles. They recommended. Uh, I, I actually got whole and then did long slices so they wouldn't mm. slide out of the sammy as easy. Sick, mate. Um, but they're saying better than bread and butter pickles. Go dill. Oh yeah. Um, and that was pretty much, oh, and then some ham. I got some black forest ham cause I couldn't really, I was like, I'm not going to do a ham too. That's too much. Cause you need the roast pork and the ham. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's important too, because the texturally, texturally and for, for sweetness, flavorally. Yeah. Flavorally too, because the. Pork shoulder came out great, but you didn't have that ham taste. There's always like a ham bite to a Cubano, yeah, mm-hmm. right? Along with the, the smoke and the, yeah, just the regular the, the pork, roasted pork. The regular roasted pork has like a pretty not. It doesn't hit you over the head right. flavor that that, yeah. that a super sweet and salty ham that's been cured and nah. stuff does. And I found just using the bolillo rolls from Albertsons, like the Mexican bolillo rolls, so with a bacon press on top. Heavy buttered both sides into a cast iron pan made incredibly good Cuban Cubano sandwich. And when bread. you say a bacon press, could you explain what that is to somebody who doesn't know? Yeah, it's like a small rectangle piece of cast iron that has a handle on it. So you put it on top, like bacon to keep it flat, or you put it on top of a burger to keep the patty down, or you put it on top of you know a sandwich to make it into kind of a panini. But it's flat; it doesn't have ridges. Um, so that's how I pressed the Cuban sandwiches finished at the end and they were great they were really really great I mean you sent, you saw the pic I invited you over for one but you were just too busy on the internet using Twitter to come and mm-hmm. eat one getting verified yeah but it was very good mm-hmm. um, I was going to say the other thing too it's like it's weird I have this I have this note that's like it, sous vide is just a fucking fancy crock pot at the end of the day like the meal I made seems kind of fancy and it was delicious but, like, it's just eight hours in there, and then I do a few things. It's just like somebody in the 70s making crockpot beef stew and just mm-hmm. coming home after working, having it ready. The, the li- it's so non-labor-intensive for the long cooks, and you get such kind of 
I don't know. I was impressed by it. I don't want to say everybody else was. Everybody else loved them, but it was like you get impressive results for very little heavy lifting. It's mm-hmm. about control to me, you know. Mm-hmm. For sure. You're like all you gotta do is keep it's adding. It's gonna be just what you think it's gonna on be. On long cooks, you just gotta add water, which is always what you do. And you when you're doing anything with real flames, it's tough. And I will say too, flames. Well, like a crock pot, it doesn't add a lot of heat to the room. Like if I do a braise, even at like 300 or 275, if I braise for six hours, the house gets hot. Not happening with the sous vide, mm. which is a nice little side benny. Mm. Side benny. But they were good. You should post a pic. What, what and did then you, people can talk about it. I will. It. What burger did you eat yesterday that I also ate yesterday? Oh, that's right. Jason Stewart. Easy burger. I ate that hey, take well. it ease, okay? Hey, mucho take it ease. We had different experiences. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. I don't want to talk poorly about them. Okay, well, <laughs> I had a hamburger. I can be honest, I don't think what you had was a, a, a big deal. I mean, you don't have to. It's funny, usually the one that wants me to talk poorly about people, not the one that like, buttons my lip. Uh, I don't really know what their concept is. I don't know what they have a plain burger... Or not a plain burger, but just like a hamburger, sans cheese, a cheeseburger, then a hero, and another burger. But th- there's no descriptors next to it, so I couldn't really huh. tell you guys what these other three like kind yeah, of. One of them is like a chipotle are. thing. The one I had is like an avocado puree thing, and then they have one other one I forgot. But yeah, but yeah. There's no description of what it is on the menu, which I guess is a little. Which hard. is fine. You just talk to people, but I didn't want to. You know, I just I, for me, if I get a burger the first time, I'm just gonna go regs, just a straight hamburger, no cheese, nothing. Just to give it a go. So I did. It was brioche. Probably like a seven to six ounce patty. Bad, a big thick boy. boy. It was big. Yeah. I, I might even, yeah, maybe eight, actually. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was big. big. Uh, I, the easy sauce, which is essentially, I think, like a yuzu mayo type of thing. Am hmm. I wrong? No? No. It's like pureed. Oh, um, garlic. It's pureed, no, pureed onions. It's pureed ramen. <laughs> it's just, pureed just ramen. Take a bowl of tonkatsu ramen and puree it. That's easy sauce. And it's it's, uh, it's like caramelized onions that are pureed. I think with olive oil to make like a an, an emulsion. Huh. An emulsion yam. An emulsion that was uh, unfortunately the one I had was just kind of bizarre and bitter and didn't really hmm. have a good. And you said grilled before emulsified. Uh, I think it might. I don't, it might be like reduced or caramelized or something. They're like caramelized, that. but yeah, but it's, they're not raw. Mm. Raw dog no. in it. Oh, mine didn't taste like that. So maybe we had two. We actually had two different burgers. So, mm-hmm. but uh, and then a which is a trip, and I think it looks good visually. A, a probably like a quarter to a half inch thick red onion. Yeah, and but not the whole ring. It's just that it's the same circumference as the bun and the burger. And on the inside is a one other smaller, as far as in circumference, onion as well. And it was really good. I wanted you to say another burger, like yeah. a little white a smaller, inside another, the burger. A smaller, a smaller sliver of onion. So you don't yeah, think yeah. it's going to be like heavy, heavy onion, but it's just, yeah. it's like... A I'm a man who likes the, I like the raw onion. Yeah, I love it on a burger. It's important. And it was really good. Yeah. You know, I uh, hit the spot. It was filling, but I, I didn't you know, want to knock out. And the, my fries were... Like heavily salted in a good way, mm-hmm. like the like a really good version of D- 
Del Taco fries, that kind of like air fry, that crinkle, Crinkly's? crinkle fry. Yeah, it was Love great. Love me a crinkly. Yeah, I was really happy with it. Or, or a Shake Shack fry. Or a Shake Shack fry, but I mean, I'm not from New York, so I'm going to go with Del Taco fry. Bang. Yeah. Right there. You got me right behind you. Yeah. Um, I was into it. Helen Ray's has really good crinklies. They have fantastic crinklies, and their their seasoning, their season salt is. I mean, do you think it's any, do you think it's more than just Lowry's to hop on? Like, I feel like Lowry's a sweetness is so, to it, though. Yeah, you know, mm. they're very good. Huge yeah. thumbs up. Huge thumbs up. And I would not be a person predisposed to ordering French fries with fried chicken, but they're just yeah. so good. I always do it. Someone had to. I, I, yeah, someone referred me to it. I would. I wouldn't have done the same. I'm like more like a coleslaw guy. Mm-hmm. Just good. Anyway, mm-hmm. so that's new. That's a pop up inside of Unit 120. We'll see how long it's there. It's supposed to be four months, but it's and then it's gonna go and take over the Johnny Rockets on Monday. So that means the, so the, the Detroit pizza spots is that's up. Mondays. Only. That's Mondays. That's so Easy's took over for Amboy, which I mean supposedly Jason saw an eater. I didn't see that. I that think Amboy's they might be done. like switching to dinner or something only. Hey, we'll see. But the the pizza is still happening on Monday, and and shout out to Issa who, word got back to the pastry chef Issa who also made the, the dough that, that we talked about in the pod, and she was very happy, and I was happy to give her some love. Hell yeah, fantastic! You should still Issa. go by. I think it sells I just early. Out there yesterday, she gave me a a salty vanilla shake. That was delicious. Yeah, she can cook, man. Issa is really talented. She reminds me of a young that. cat from Forage. Nice. Yeah, she's got loads of energy. <laughs> Just racially profiling. Yeah, uh-huh. but she's great. She's a real, she's a kooky, kooky gal. Yeah, so very rare. Chris Stewart eating a burger that isn't from Burger Lords. All right, um, Andre, you and I went a couple nights ago to eat some Western Doma noodle. Yeah, we did, and it was terrible. Nobody go. It was the worst <laughs> place ever. Uh, yeah, I post. It was weird. Like I posted like a little Instagram story when we were there. Yeah, and I had like ten people hit me up and say, "I love that place." And then I had another ten people hit me up and say, "What is that place?" And you didn't tell them because they don't need to know that. That was the longest. Okay, so this place I've said it on the pod. A million we did times. a proper Korean dinner. By it the is way. my. F- it is my. It's probably my favorite Korean restaurant. I wouldn't say that it's the best, but it's my favorite kind of thing. And it's been there forever, and I've been going to it forever. And that night we went for dinner was the longest I've ever had to wait. And I was so sad. And I just don't know what's going on. Maybe it's blowing up, but oh, it was so good. That place is so so amazing. But also, it's it's tiny. You know, they have like yeah, six only, tables. Yeah, six two tops or six. No, yeah, yeah, so they have like eight eight or ten tables. Most yeah. of them four tops. Okay, but not a lot. And it's Korean food, right? So the dinner like. We ate for two and a half hours, and it was magical, you know, but you're just sitting there, more banchans coming, you're picking at things, more soju's coming. I mean, it's, it's my favorite way to eat, and I, as mad as I was, I wasn't blaming people for taking forever, because I'm like, well, that's what you do. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. You got but you get a boba. We, uh, we got a lot of stuff. We got the dakbagi bulgogi, which is like a, a <laughs> bulgogi soup. Sick pronunciation. I don't know if it was right. It's it how she good. says it. Um, it was like a boiling bulgogi soup with uh, mushrooms and bell peppers and um, little duck baggies, the little rice, the rice tubes, the Ooh. rice, the rice things that then they slice on the bias. Yeah, like and the little little rice cake, little rice cake guys. Um, and then we got pen squid in kind of like a spicy gochujang situation. Mm-hmm. And then you got, and then they gave us a free 
bibimbap. Free bibimbap to start, which is nice. Because he's verified? It was very nice. Because he's verified. Mm. No, I got the juice in that place, baby. Nah. Fuck Jason. Because <laughs> she likes Andre a lot. She like Jason. I write her little notes on my phone and then have, have Google Translate, like, translate into Korean so she can read them. Like, I'll thank her. Or, like, tell her how good something was. Oh, really? Yeah. She, he'll do Sick. it. When I was in there, I did it. But it was, like, um, give me all the money in your register. <laughs> yeah. Or kill your family. <laughs> Let me see some papers. Yeah, but that's that's how you really got it. That's the problem is, like, when people go... When people hate on, like, a Korean meal or, like, a Japanese, like, izakaya meal, they're not doing... Like, you. I feel like you 100% have to eat it in the right way, which is... A long, you know, two-hour, three-hour yeah. meal. You have to be drinking beers and sojus the whole time, or sake be, the whole time. You got to be bonchoning because they have their body digest that Straight stuff. Straight up, it's huge. Straight it's up, like it's, a, be, it's like a practical item that's there that just happens to taste good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, but you, you, you can't just be like, oh, I went there, and you just go and you eat it and munch it all up. It's you have to do it the right way. I, I feel like with Western Dome noodle, like. They may not have the best cold noodle soup. They may not have the best squid. They may whatever it is, but everything they have, all of it is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like I've never had anything that I thought was like, oh, I won't get that again. Mm-hmm. Like everything there. They, they don't have, have any duds. Chicken potato stew that's insanely good. I mean, it's like really, really impressive. And then you also got the cold noodles, which is still such like a mind-boggling thing to see visually when you've just got huge glaciers of ice sitting in your soup cool. that you're about to eat at nine o'clock at night for dinner. It was delicious. The texture that's like those buckwheat noodles, the texture, however it works out with the ice-cold soup. Yeah, it's called, um, the Korean cold noodle soup is called nanamyeong. Nanamyeong. It's N-A-E-N-G-M-Y-E-O-N. I started eating it a few years ago with like a couple of my Korean friends, Cho and Chang. What's up? But like when when it's a hot, hot, hot day... And and you're Asian and you still need to eat soup or noodles. Oh my god! They the Korean people invented this delicious <laughs> soup. It's slightly mild, but it's it's kind of like a mild anchovy broth, right? But then they give you stuff to hit it with. Mm-hmm. Rice vinegar and kind of like a wasabi, intense wasabi mustard situation. It's but delicious. also every every place does it differently. Yeah. Right. Um, and some, like some places have it with actual ice cubes all up in there. Some places don't. Um, there's a place called, it's actually called Corner Place in Koreatown. And they're kind of like the one that everyone really loves for, for this soup. And, and like they, they, um, their, their broth is, is so infamous there that they don't let you take it to go. Ah. Because then you could possibly, uh. Steal, steal the juice but yeah the way that they do it there's no ice cubes in it it's just like the broth the noodles they'll do like a, a slice of raw tomato some jalapenos and some green onions with the noodles but the the legend has it that they put like seven up or sprite in their broth right to give it like the little uh, crisp refreshing slightly effervescent situation but on yeah on a, on a hot day it's a little cactus cooler a little cactus <laughs> cooler, good right now. It really hits the spot, and it and it is fun. Just, it's just it's just a bizarre dish for a white person, <laughs> but it is tight, and I recommend it. And you should give it a shot. Yeah, or you could just good. blend it all together. And but drink don't it don't like give soup. it a shot at Western Dome Noodle. Take it somewhere else. 
Mm-hmm. We had a we had, uh, there's three of us there. Yep. We had four large height beers and two sojus. Yes. And then we maybe three sojus and then we maybe called, five beers. We called the arc light and canceled the movie because we had a Yeah, we couldn't we weren't going to make the movie so we had to get the the refund. Mm. And then and so we had Okay, so four or five large beers, two or three mm-hmm. sojus, the pen squid, off the bong, bro. two soups, the cold noodle soup, and the pen squid, and, and the bibimbap. And the bibimbap, but that was free. But from what we ordered, it was still uh, it was still like forty bucks a person, mm-hmm. and we ate for two and a half hours. Ate, ate like kings with a tip. Drank like kings with tip. With nice. tip. I think I went hard on tip too. So definitely, I think the total was under a hundred dollars. Everybody should go there if you live. Don't in Don't go there. Don't ever go there. Hundred <laughs> percent. Check it out. Morning or noon or night. It's like the only place I'm actually just like slightly protective of, which is why I should stop talking about it. But it's like if you if everybody has one, that's my one. Where I'm just like, oh, this is my place, mm-hmm. even though it's not my place at all. Well, um, I on Monday was was. Nice enough to be invited to the Eater Young Guns oh, dinner geez. event. That's what a shitty name. <laughs> the Young Guns. Ugh. Where it spotlights some um, new emerging chef talents in in the game. And this the the girl that they were spotlighting is this girl Margarita, who's married to this guy who does the restaurant called Scratch Bar. Mm-hmm. And he was on Top Chef last year. Mm. And was like everyone hated him. <laughs> like they, they, like they kind of. Uh, I had no idea that was still on air. Padma, man, that's the only reason why I watch it. Unfortunately, Top Chef is trash now. I but I used to really like watching it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Me too. And she, she's married to the guy that everyone hated on Top Chef. I think. I mean, I don't know if it, he's a bad person or not, but maybe like maybe he is actually shitty, or maybe that. Like the producers just turned him into a villainous character, like how they do on reality television. Yeah, like how they did the smoking cigs twenty three. I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, wouldn't be the first time that Hollywood chewed you up and spent you out. But she, she was like cooking some of her dishes. But I think he just like cooked all the food. Um, but that he he was like infamous on that Top Chef season for this dish that he made called. It was like this whip. It was like this mashed potato dish that he made, where it's like a super interesting, like sort of molecular gastronomy mashed whipped mashed potato. It's like potato clouds or something like that, and everybody on Top Chef just like ripped it apart, just said it was trash. Huh. And I ate it, and it was really good. Interesting. But it's well, also like I a ridiculous he got dish. A chance to work on it. Yeah, it's probably true too. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's a thing that he's made like a bunch of times. It's like one of his signature dishes, and they just didn't like it that day for for whatever reason. But I ate it, and it was really good. It was it, it's it's basically like it's like gilding the lily times a million. Like whatever, if you're gonna imagine like the most rich and indulgent mashed potatoes of your life, butter, butter, butter. This this exceeds it. It's like it doesn't even it didn't even. Like the texture was just like eating, I don't even know, like plastic cotton candy, like a weird. Cheesy puffs. I mean, it was it was like a airy 
paste or some it was it was hard like he definitely well, uses some kind of molecular gastronomy or like some type of chemical reaction additive to it but yeah it's just like super this is probably not what you had but I did once make a sous vide mashed potato dish where I called yeah. for sorry it was like eight potatoes two whole sticks of butter and like a, two cups of whole cream Ooh. and you sous vide it in that and then Damn. you then you you, you cut the potatoes up into small pieces, mm-hmm. okay, and like half like uh, inch rounds, just all the way down after they're peeled. Mm-hmm. And then you you know obviously retain that liquid that it's cooked in, and then pass it oh, through a nice. chinois. Mm-hmm. I mean, which is even finer than using a, a potato ricer. Mm-hmm. So you're basically taking a spatula and pushing it through a chinois, mm-hmm. and that came out to maybe not the. The degree to the texture that you're talking about, but that was how I would describe what I made, and it was so rich I almost didn't. Enjoy, I like I, it was like one bite. I'm like, God, I can't eat more of this. It was, it was delicious. Oh, it was perfect. Yeah, it was yeah. That's so, the, that's the like, problem. Like when you have it like that, it's just like it's so good, but you just it's it you, you it's too extreme. It's like it's not worth. It's it. like it's like it's like eating the fat on on like a nice ribeye. Like it tastes so good, but you're just like mm-hmm, you just want to. That's why. Or I mean, it's just like eating a spoon with butter and salt. Just like it's good, yeah. but like no, yeah. no, no, no. It's like doing heroin. Like it feels good, but just like no, you know. Oh lord. <laughs> but that, um, and then she made this really good dessert that was like a lemongrass pandan, uh, passion fruit panna cotta, panna cotta. That was excellent. Cool. And she made like this. She made she made her own bread that I dipped in some sea urchin and caviar and butter and well, chives. The, it was the the stew uni stew or something like that, right? Yeah, it was like an uni chowder. Yeah, that's right, chowder. And then I saw the menu by the way. This seems the menu. Hmm. She made a charcoal ice cream that I did not like, but otherwise, great job, Margarita. And also, she's like a. And her parents were there, and her parents like looked younger than we do. Like she's like uh, Russian or some type of like Eastern European vibe going on. She's a very cute girl, hmm. beautiful woman, but like I don't know how old she is. Like shout out to beautiful women, late late twenties or something <laughs> like that, probably. And her li- literally her parents look our age, just like those those Eastern European genes where they just don't age. You know? Got that Vlade gene. Got that Vlade Divac oh, gene. That's right. Yeah, that's what, um, that's what Newports will do for you. <laughs> but, um, and then probably I would say the best thing that I ate all week, which is a great transition. Segway. Would probably be like the main, the main dish at that meal, which was just like a massive, massive steak that was cooked off with, on a platter with a bunch of roasted vegetables and then those potatoes. But they did this cool thing where, you know, like the Japanese enoki mushroom. Yeah. Love them. Or normally you get it and like you'll kind of, there'll be like these little mini like baby size, like the small, super small, they look like bean sprouts or something like that. Yeah, round head. Yeah, it's like a. They look like push pins, really. Push pins is a much more appetizing description than your first. You nasty boy. Me? Your first attempt. You nasty as hell, boy. Looks like a big ass push pin. But the way they did, um, but the way they did this Anoki mush was they left it completely whole and kind of flattened it out. So, and then they like roasted it in the oven with all the other veggies. So it looked like, you know, when you get like the bottom of a green onion and it has those little, 
those little like roots coming out of it. Oh uh-huh. yeah, yeah. And, and like it's when cute. you cook that, it, it looked. I honestly thought it was like the bottom of a green onion. With the roots, yeah, but it was, but it was in a no. So they they squish it down and roast it, so it's like golden so brown, little octopus tentacles everywhere. Yeah, but yeah. they left it all whole intact, so it was just like, it, it it looked just like the bottom of a green onion roasted off, but it was an enoki and it was real nice. So when they come, they kind of like for listeners if we've never had them, they it almost looks like you're buying a like a little square of like if you ever bought wheatgrass or like yeah. some grass for your cat to eat. Yeah, like if, but then you just if you chop buy, out the dirt and you just if you like just you buy chives at the market and it's coming in, in a little flower. Like a or, yeah, yeah. Sorry, with the dirt still in. Yeah. Mm, so that was probably best thing I ate all week. Stewie, what say you? Can it be something you made? Is that dick? No. No, 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 not at all. We've already discussed that before. It can be something you made. I've never said you that. also hollered at your something you made before, so I we're no stranger to it. Well, it's toss-up, because today I had a fantastic tuna melt that's not on the menu at Monty 52, and I was really soaked on it. Mm-hmm. The good cheddar. But I, off menu, How did you get an off-menu tuna melt? I heard that they have tuna melts that aren't <laughs> off-menu. It's pretty simple. I asked them for it, <laughs> um, and they gave it to me. There's a dollar extra. That's about it. It's a regular, they have a tuna salad sandwich already, so mm-hmm. they can do a tuna melt. Bang, it's bang. Really, really good. With the and they use the salad for it. Yeah, they use a regular tuna salad and just like a, like a nice cheddar in there. They have a really good whole a sourdough, but it's whole wheat-based sourdough. It's jamming. Like Love a good Monty, tuna melt. Yeah, Monty's. Oh, yeah. The, the, that one, the, my best tuna melt. the patty ever, melt of the sea. I'll the, say it. <laughs> the best tuna melt I ever had is the one at l Big shouts to Dustin Lancaster, friend of the pod. Mm. The best tuna melt I've ever had. Wagwan. Agreed. Yeah, it's very, very good. And the vibe is so nice. You only get it at the bar, the upstairs bar, in case anyone goes and is sad and they're downstairs. So fun. But uh, I made a burger uh, at the restaurant. Our friend Jeff came in, Jeff Sawyer. So I was like, all right, I'm going to make a weird one for myself and I'll give him a taste. Mm. So Experimental burger is about to get dropped on I do all iTunes. <laughs> oh, hey, iTunes. Hold on to your freaking hat. So we have, uh, sorry to say, I know we've been talking about this Western bacon cheeseburger. We still have bacon in the house, so I've been doing like beef burgers with bacon because I thought it'd be kind of rad to offer. You should specify that this is vegan tempeh bacon. Vegan, yeah, fake and bacon by tempeh. It's called smoky tempeh. It's like Light Life makes it. You can get it at virtually any health food store. It's and a lot vacuum of regular sealed. It's delicious. It's 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 tempeh, which is fermented soybeans, liquid smoke, paprika. You can make soy, it, you can sugar. easily make it yourself at home with a marinade if you got to cheat and get liquid smoke, but it's very, very good. Mm. But it's a lot easier just to buy it yeah. and open it up. And we used to make our own at Flore. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah. But uh, cook it, cook the, cook it hard, cause, and then let it dry like bacon, because then it gets and has you like nice crispy deep crunchy. Fry it. I'll deep fry it because I don't have. I'm. It, it's so intense. If I put it on the on the flat top with anything else, it's gonna. I'm like worried that it'll it'll taste. That things will taste like it, which is not a bad thing, but people don't want to be sideswiped by the flavor of bacon, mm-hmm. especially if you're vegan. And all of a sudden, you get this flavor that could be bacon. You're like, ah, it's a little off-putting. That's so that's why. Uh, thank you. So that's why we deep fry it. Plus, I put it on the on a rack to dry, like the like the to to let it rest, the resting rack, and it and just kind of forget about it. So we, I mostly put it on there, like something like. A, like 20 degrees over room temp, but then it's nice and hard. You can hold it like it's like a stick of bacon. Nice and hard. Nice and hard. So I did it. So uh, beef patty, two pieces of American cheese instead of one. Bam. Uh, a whole Bam. grilled onion with salt and pepper and one oil. One entire onion grilled? Oh, God. A whole, you ever heard of the term whole grilled onion? No. 
Yeah, it's where you go to In and Out, you get a whole grilled onion instead of the instead of a grilled onion where they they have the Choppies. chopped stuff. It's you have a whole slice which they where they put down like a whole cross section. They put it on the grill. It's called, Got it. That's whole grilled onion. In I was out. making a joke. Oh, well, Carry on. It wasn't a very obvious joke. Uh, Damn. I have you, a fun, irreverent, dry sense of humor. <laughs> you uh, suck it up. And the trick is, if you're gonna try and make anything like this at home, put the onion as close to the to the the cooking burger patty as you can to have those flavors imbue into Beef the onion. Juice is going to the it's very onion. very good. Vice versa. It's something they've been doing for years and years at burger joints it's mm-hmm. like the trick you put the onions near the beef and it's really good mm-hmm. lots of salt and pepper then i yeah i put the, the smoky bacon uh we have like some samples of veginase so we don't have any like our thousand island for is we just have one it's vegan it's veginase and brand and mm-hmm. big mashed bottles for them. so mustard veginase double cheese single patty vegan bacon and it was fantastic Sorry. Super juicy. That's the best thing I had all week. It was one of those things like, oh, I wasn't expecting that to be good. And Jeff you, had it. it I like, just missed Whoa. it. Sorry. You, veggie patty or beef patty? Beef patty. Beef patty. That's the whole point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, so we have this vegan bacon. I've been saying like, okay, I wonder if I can sell this to the non-vegans because the, it, the ramifications. I buy the shit out of it. The ramifications. I love, I love tempeh bacon. It's mm-hmm. really good. But the ramifications of having bacon in there in this tiny place that it's – it's so hard Cooking to, off bacon's to, to clean. Pain in the ass. It's real a bacon. Huge pain yeah. in the butt. Like real, real your whole place. bacon. Bacon is so hard. It takes so long to grass. Like where we put the grease, it's just like ugh. Where am I gonna put it? Like literal physical space there. It's like our restaurant is the size of a master bedroom. It's it's oh, so cute. Well, <laughs> it's so cute. Uh, a Brooklyn master bedroom. So I'm trying to see what we can get That's away good. I like with. That. What kind of, yeah, what we can do It's awful though. So we have this Western bacon cheeseburger. I made one. Sorry guys, uh, for my brother and I. We did one vegan and one not vegan, and the not vegan was fantastic. It was still really good with bacon, mm. you know. So I'm just trying to see what we can do so we're not ever evolving, alienating anybody. The burger is a living document. It's on fun. Google, it's always ready <laughs> to be updated. And in America, you have the editing rights to really? it. Andre, what's the best thing you ate all week? <clears throat> best thing I ate all week. I went to Monterey Park with your fine ass <laughs> to the Duck House for Peking Duck. And it was Ooh. fantastic. Peking duck. So you call ahead, make a reservation. They ask you when you make the reservation if you're going to want duck. You say yes, because you really do. Because it's the duck house, you dummy. Flying of course bee. I want duck. Um, and you show up. Ducks flock together. You show up and your up table's up. already set with hoisin and slivered cucumber and scallion. And wingtips, mm. cold duck wingtips. For real? That have been kind of like, I don't know, if I, they taste braised, I'm not sure, of a mixture of hoisin and Chinese five spice, and that's your little appy. Duck comes out. This place serves it with pancakes and not buns. Those are the two varying, varying mm-hmm. um, situations you can run into. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, like, I love both. Um, and then your meat is sliced and kind of in the center of a plate, and then skin is cut into strips, and it's like... It's cracker crispy, mm-hmm. and so you basically take your pancake. It's like peanut brittle. Yeah, <coughs> little hoisin, duck meat, scallion, cucumber, skin, mm-hmm. fold it up, whip it up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. amazing. And you can just munch those forever. So you have, you can just get that. You can get duck two ways. You can get duck three ways. Duck two ways means a duck soup also comes out, which is also kind of like a 
almost a chicken consomme with duck meat and some really nice veggies in there. Mm-hmm. And then the third way is that they take extra duck meat and um, stir fry it with some uh, bean sprouts. Oof. Oh, it's so good. That sounds like my favorite. And it's really, it's like, I think just for the duck, it's like 55 bucks. Two ways, it's 60 bucks. And three, it's like, you know, it's kind of a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Really feeds a lot of people. But also the side dishes there were absolutely fantastic. We got um, a black cod with miso broiled. Oh, yeah. That was outstanding. Yeah. yeah. Japanese style. Um, got eggplant, spicy eggplant with uh, garlic and, and basil. Oh, yeah. And dried string beans with ground pork. Oh, yeah. And all of it was like I, I, some of the side dishes I hadn't gotten before because it, it was a larger group. And everything was just absolutely stellar. Duck Fantastic house. and not expensive. Whose house? Real cold Qingdao's house. All right. All right, real nice. Yeah, so that was by far, and it's like we're going to talk about this on another stew because the duck house is going to dovetail into certain food preparations that I'm a huge fan of. But it's just a really, really fun experience. We're going to ducktail into those Ooh. things. Ooh. Give me three, Stewie. One, Tall two, Tall Tales Podcast is my other podcast. Go listen to that. I have another podcast called Serious Mixing on Sundays. That's just music. You should go listen to that. Subscribe really to good. all of it. It's really good. Maybe some new shit coming up soon. Sorry, we said bad words. Shouts to our moms. Jill Conaparo. Hey, hey. Follow me on Case social. Twenty two. <laughs> Follow my mom on Instagram. Case two twenty two. Follow me on Instagram at them jeans. Andre Conaparo has no social media. Sorry. Chris Stewart is at Stewie Stewart. Hey. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.